You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue our series on God's companions. God has given us everything we need to worship him, to be his friends, and to eat with him, or to be a companion, literally a bread breaker with God. And God has done this by offering us the body of Christ in three different forms. Jesus, the church, and the Eucharist, or Holy Communion. When we gather around the Lord's table, we discover almost everything we need to know about God, about humanity, and about God and humanity. We began with invitation, then gathering, uh, and then uh, we talked about proclamation, and today we talk about prayer. There's a prayer that we do every time we gather around the table. It's called the epiclesis, if you want to be fancy, the epiclesis, and it's pour out the Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. May they be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor and glory are yours, almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. Today, we talk about that prayer. Our scripture lesson today comes from the letter to the Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the first verse. It'll be on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer. Sometimes we think of prayer as being this stodgy, very serious, very formal thing. I want to show you a video clip of my favorite prayer of all time. It is Cecilia, or as we call her, Lady C in our house. It is Cecilia saying our evening prayer. And some of you have seen this before. The words are, gracious God, thank you for this night so we can rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen. But she does it with a certain je ne sais quoi, a certain flair of life that only Cecilia can offer. So roll that footage. Gracious God, thanks for our night to go with us. This is our moment. Wait for it. And there it is. Gracious God, thanks for this night so we can rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen. And she does with like liturgical flair and then, hmm. 
Like waiting for some, like what's supposed to happen after you pray? Like, is there supposed to be lightning? Is there, are the skies supposed to part? What is supposed to happen? Prayer, prayer is petition, wonder, confession, gratitude, and then finally, silence. So prayer is petition. Prayer is an asking of God. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. We're asking God for something. Not because God serves us. Not because God is a divine vending machine where if we just put in the right change, the right outcome will happen. Prayer as petition is a recognition of two things. First, it is the recognition that not everything happens according to God's will. I wish it were so. Prayer as petition is, is, is our acknowledgement that not everything happens according to God's will. Accidents happen. Tragedy happens. Those who have prayer as part of their daily life, they, know, they, they understand what it means when we say that prayer works. It doesn't mean that every petition is answered or outcomes have changed or the inexplicable happens. Prayer is fundamentally about growing in communion with God. Growing in communion with God. And part of that growing in communion is, is petitioning, is asking. Asking God for healing, asking God for intervention, asking God for dramatic transformation. But prayer is not something terrible happens, we pray to God, something happens or not, and then we go on our daily lives ignoring God. I mean, imagine having a conversation with your beloved, your spouse, your friend, uh, uh, someone that, that, that is important in your life. Do you only talk to them when you need something? I hope not, because that would, that would be an exhausting relationship. Prayer is about growing in communion with God. First, it is an acknowledgement that not everything happens according to God's will. Accidents happen, tragedies happen, therefore we ask, we beg, we search for God. Secondly, prayer as petition acknowledges that God is mutable, which means that God is changing. Changing but also can be trusted. So we talk about God as being eternal, and that is right and that is true. God is eternal in the sense that God is timeless. Time does not exist with God. Everything is now with God. But saying that God never changes is not quite correct, because if God never changes, is never effective, is never moved, then God is therefore apathetic. And that would suggest that God doesn't care. But we worship a God who walks with us in the garden, a God who hears God's people's cry as slaves in Egypt, a God who begs us not to turn away through the voice of the prophets, a God who puts on flesh and walks among us and dies, showing us what sacrificial love is. God is jealous, God is zealous, and always on the move, building heaven here on earth. God is, in other words, prayer's petition reveals that God desires 
us. God is relational. And God will indeed move mountains to love us. Prayer is petition. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. May them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. This petition propels us into service. It is not a petition asking us to be filled with grace so that we can go to heaven. It is a prayer of petition asking God to inspire us, transform us, and equip us as disciples to therefore then go out into the world. Make us be the body of Christ for the transformation of the world. Prayer is petition. And prayer is also wonder. Prayer is, is, is being taken out of the mundane and becoming astonished by the workings of God. Prayer is the vehicle through which we are filled with a holy imagination and a, and a holy curiosity in what God is doing in our life and in the lives of our neighbors. This week, I had the great uh, fortune to lead the New Mexico Clergy Conference in their clergy retreat. Uh, we were at a retreat center in Sacramento, New Mexico. This is the first time, I think, it's the first time I've ever been to New Mexico. I've been to Arizona several times, and, and when I landed in Albuquerque, it looked like Arizona to me, right? So it was, it was hot, lots of sand, lots of rock work, you know, I had, uh, visions of us getting on a roof, and well, not me getting on a roof, but others getting on a roof while I handed them water. Um, but then we, as we were driving to Sacramento, we kept driving up. The elevation started changing. And then we got to this retreat center and it was cold and it was green and lush, surrounded by trees and it was gorgeous. And I remember getting there and saying, what is this? Actually, I was, it was 8,000 feet elevation. So it was more like, what is this? Right? And, and when I came home, I shared on Facebook, like, look, it's a beautiful retreat center. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I had no idea. And folks were saying, oh yeah, my parents used to bring, Louisiana pastors were saying, oh, my parents used to bring me here as a kid. What? And people were like, oh yeah, well, did you ride the horses? Did you do the, it's like this hidden gem that, that, that I had just discovered. This treasure buried in a field, there's, there's some language about that in the New Testament. But it filled me with this holy curiosity of what is this place? How do you know this place? What is your connection here? Prayer is the vehicle through which we are once again filled with a holy curiosity about what God is doing in our life, in our neighbor's life. And I hope we never tire of that. What is God doing with you? How is God calling you into the kingdom? Prayer is petition. Prayer is being filled with a sense of wonder. And prayer is also confession. Prayer is the discipline of learning how to say that you're sorry and to actually mean it. No one is perfect. Confession should be part of our daily rhythm, not as a means of clearing the ledger so that there's room to be bad later in the day, so that the balance comes out uh, right before you go to bed. Rather, it is humility, recognizing that we're not always right and that we are laughably not even experts at our own life. <laughs> but prayer also projects us into a hopeful future. 
Now, for some, it is good to hear out loud and for folks to understand, you are not God. <laughs> and you are not always right. And confession should be part of our daily. But, but for others, they're really good at confessing. But forget that confession also comes with it pardon and forgiveness and reconciliation. I have a family member who apologizes for everything. We're going for a picnic and it's raining. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, what, what do you do? Weather God? What? Stop. You know? Wally runs in the house and tracks mud in the house. Oh, I'm so sorry. What are you sorry about? Stop. If we confess and forget that pardon is also part of confession, that forgiveness is also part of confession, then over time you will assume that your happiness depends on someone else or something else and not your own value. For some, it is good for them to hear that they are not the center of the universe. For others, it is good for them to hear that you are beloved and you are valuable and not everything is your fault. Confession and pardon. We need both. Otherwise, our prayer offers us a dull picture of who God is. Prayer is petition. Prayer is wonder Prayer is also confession, learning how to say, I'm sorry. Prayer is also thanksgiving. It is also gratitude. Like when we uh, gather around, it's funny, I don't have a video of Robert doing it, but when we gather for prayer uh, around the table, uh, he says the evening prayer every time. He always says the evening prayer. We're sitting at the meal, gracious God, thank you for this night so we can rest in you, and we just let him do it, right? You know, he's just talking to God, man, and it's a beautiful thing. But when we say grace, right, when we say thank you, over the food that we're receiving, we're not just saying thank you for the food there. We're not saying thank you just for the folks who prepared the meal. We're saying thank you for the farmers and the distributors and those who got the food to the supermarket and the checkout person who helped us leave uh, the, the store with as minimal chit-chat as possible. We're saying thank you for all of those things. Prayer as gratitude reminds us that we are not as independent as we might think we are. We need each other. For that food to get on the plate, we need the grocery store. We need the person in the kitchen. We need the farmers. We need good weather. We need, we need each other. And prayer as gratitude reminds us of that. That we are not an island, nor should we be. We are not designed to be. Giving is part of that kind of gratitude. Giving is a spiritual discipline, one, uh, as we talked about in our first Sunday, that, that God gave us nine out of ten trees in the garden, uh, uh, and, and we just could not leave that one. Uh, we had to have 100%, but God kept saying, no, let me cultivate it, let me have that tree, let me prune it, let me care for it, and we needed 100%. Giving is that discipline of recognizing that we are to give things to God and to let things be and to offer them for the kingdom. This week, and you may have gotten, you may have already gotten a letter from, from, from this previous week, but you'll be getting a letter this week uh, with a, a pledge card for 2022. 
of our, our missional budget for this next year. Now, last year, we didn't have pledge cards. We didn't have a, it was, it was, it was quite a year. So we didn't have pledge cards. We didn't have a stewardship campaign. We just said, look, we will figure it out, friends, and we will move on to the next year. This year, we do have a pledge card, and I encourage you to pray over that to see how God is calling you to offer gifts for what God is doing here at Asbury. And I pray that your prayer is full of petition. I pray that when you look at this card to see how you can support Asbury's ministries, it is a prayer of petition saying, God, may you take these gifts and may these gifts be an intervention in someone's life. May someone experience the miraculous through these gifts that I'm able to give. I hope that when you pray over these gifts, will also bring you into a sense of wonder of the ways in which people's lives are being transformed by the gospel. Whether we are aware of it or whether we are not, how Christ is still alive. And I hope that when you fill that out, you also are filled with a sense of wonder about the miracles of God. When you pray over your pledge card, I also pray that it is a moment of confession. Because we also don't always use our money for good and holy and wonderful things, right? I love, you know, our cash money says, in God we trust, and I love that. Uh, but I have not yet found a debit card that says, in God we trust on it, uh, which may be why we use the debit card so much, is that we don't need to be reminded that the way we spend money should also be godly, right? For any purpose, may our prayers acknowledgement of what a blessing it is to be able to give anything. Thank God. Whether it's our time, our talent, our presence with one another, thank God we have anything to give at all. What a blessing that is. Prayer is petition. Prayer is being filled with wonder. Prayer is confession. And prayer is also gratitude. As our scripture says today, I therefore, prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and, and patience, which I'm still working on, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in a bond of peace. And finally, prayer is silence. Prayer is recognizing that we are indeed not God. Prayer is sometimes recognizing that we've been talking too much and it's time to listen. Prayer is recognizing that Sabbath is important. And if you have found a place where you cannot put the phone down, where you cannot stop checking emails, where you cannot be involved, may your discipline be prayer as silence. If we can't be silent, if we can't constantly be trying to be productive, we forget that even God rested on the seventh day. If we think the world will not spin without our intervention, then we think we are more important than the Lord. Sometimes prayer means to be still, to let the world spin, to not feel the temptation to be productive, to simply be you and allow God to be God and to be still and know that the Lord is still there. When we gather around the table, there is invitation. Then there's a reconciled gathering 
Then there's proclamation of the word, our history, God's story. And then there's also prayer. This prayer is petition. This prayer is a sense of wonder. This prayer is both confession and pardon. This prayer is gratitude, giving thanks. And it's also silence, reminding us that God is still God as we prepare for Christ's presence among us. May it be so this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.